I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sink or Swim. I'm your host, Jackson Swim. And, well, Sink or Swim Nation, uh, we got a pretty cool guest coming in today. Um, finally getting back into the swing of things with recording, which is pretty fun, and got a cool little setup now, so we don't have to go look over at each other's microphones and figure stuff out there, but yeah, we'll just get straight into the swing of things. Uh, Dawson Warner. Um, yep, he's here. Uh, praise Jesus, he made it on time. Um, but yeah, he's... One of my really good buddies. Um, we play Whitworth baseball together. That's uh, a big shocker. Um, yeah. I believe almost over 70% of the people that have been on the show are probably Whitworth baseball guys. That's okay. That's fine, though. Um, him and I, we've done a lot of Bible studies together, Brother in Christ. Yes. I mean, just seeing his like growth and maturity with everything has been awesome. And I love this dude. Yeah. He's just a cool guy. Also, um, shout out to the sponsor of this podcast, Bay Energy Drinks. Um, that is currently what I'm drinking right now, the berry Bellini flavor. Um, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, boost metabolism. It is naturally sweetened, uh, has less than one gram of sugar, and also this is not an official sponsorship. So NCAA, please don't get on me. I'm also not making any money off this. This is purely just what I'm drinking right now. Anyways, Dawson, introduce yourself. Who are you? Just give us a rundown. Um, yeah, my name is Dawson Warner. Um, I'm a sophomore here at uh, Whitworth University. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm from Eagle, Idaho. Um, born in, in Sacramento, California, though. Um, only spent a little bit of time there, so I'm not going to know too much about it. But, uh... Yeah, man, Eagle has been my home, and I love that place. You know, I just love going back there. And it's a cool little town inside of, you know, Boise, and Boise is even our biggest town, but it's pretty small and, um, compared to a lot of the big cities. But Is it right next to Boise? Yeah, it's about 20 minutes, you know, to, to get down to downtown Boise. But no, man, it's a great place to grow up. Um, it's booming right now. I mean, there's a ton of people moving there from mostly California, but, you know, a lot of different states. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just excited to be here. And, um, you know, we talked about it before break, but just didn't get to it with all the chaos going on, not going home and all that. But, you know, it's good to be back. And why not do it during jam term? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Why not during jam term? So for all the people that are listening and don't really know what jam term is, um, would you want to give them a little bit of a, of a Whitworth rundown from yeah. a student athlete perspective of what Jan term is. I can see a cheese and you probably have yeah. some pretty accurate uh, testimonies <laughs> to say about Jan term. Yeah. I mean, Jan term, you know, I'm sure people more know about what May term is or summer terms or things like that. But Jan terms, you know, just the, the month of January, about three weeks. And you just take a, you could take two up, I don't know how many classes you can take, but you can take two classes, but a lot of people take one and you just go to class for three hours a day, just get it done. And then, 
you know, you have a lot of free time. So whatever you want to do with that, I mean, usually going hanging out with the boys, going to the field or um, maybe playing some video games, you know what I mean? But it's a lot different than the, uh, the fall term, spring term because um, of how busy we are. But I mean, that's about it. It's just a lot of free time and why not do a podcast with Schwem, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Jan term so good because I mean, from a student athlete perspective, you get to relax while also going a hundred percent. Like you don't have to worry about school that much because you're taking classes that are just so easy. Yeah. Like I remember freshman year, I took listening to music (laughs) and that was not easy, which I took a really, it it was a good class, Yeah. but it was like, okay, it's about listening to music. (laughs) Uh, Let's go get rowdy and have fun a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, what are you what are you taking to just kind of like supplement um, the Jan term aesthetic? Well, so I'll I'll run it back to my my freshman year real quick. My freshman year, I took oceanography with Jake Briones. Oh wow! So that was a fun class, you know. And yeah, oceanography wasn't really that difficult, so we kind of just got through it, you know, with what we could. But this year, I'm taking statistics. So really, it's not an easy class per se, but I mean. Much easier than calc, in my opinion. And uh, is it business statistics or is it like just regular statistics? It's called elementary prob and statistics, but I mean, it could apply to a lot of things in business. And so you're going like, okay, what's the probability I get a heads if yeah. I flip a coin? Yeah, stuff like times. that. You know, like, and we'll get more into it, but yes, basically that it comes boils down to that. And wow. But I'm not gonna. I was telling uh, some guys at the field this earlier, but statistics if you need to take it is the way to go in january Mm -hmm. because if you think about it you go monday wednesday friday normally in normal semesters but we go every day in jan term yeah so you know it is a lot because you're using you're you're learning one unit every day so it's like you're going but you know what you learned on monday is going to be pretty hard to forget on a friday on test day yeah so you're just soaking it all in and just running but if you have a test every month you know, like a normal semester, you could forget everything. So it's made it a lot easier taking in Jan term because, you know, you just, you kind of, it's hard to forget everything, but. Did Jan term meet your expectations of what college was like when you first came to Whitworth? Because obviously in high school you have your, your preconceived notions about, oh, you know, what is, (laughs) what am I getting myself into? Or, oh man, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just feel personally like Jan term is in mo- a more accurate representation of how traditional colleges go about their stuff. Yeah. No, it's definitely uh, uh, student athletes. Um, you know, dream of a semester. I guess you would say because you you go to class and you're done. But I don't know. Going to, from high school going into college, you feel like it's going to be. You know, I did feel like it was going to be less time in the classroom, more time homework. You know, I felt like I was like, from what I heard from people, it's like, oh, you know, four hours a day of homework and all this hard stuff. And I'd say Jan term, you have very little homework, Mm -hmm. but you're in class for a lot longer. So it's kind of, I don't know if it met my expectations, but it met my expectations of just getting to go have more fun during a weekday, you know, instead of locked out in your house or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
speaking of which, what do you like to do for fun? Man, I like hanging out with my family. Um, we're a funny bunch and, um, you know, love them and they love me. And so it's kind of just fun to, to be around them. And, uh, I do play some video games, you know, I get into that. So I say that's you're a gamer. Yeah. I'm a gamer. You know, I'm trying to get better, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that's a, definitely a hobby. Um, when it's warm, I like to play a lot of golf. Really? I love golf. I know that you were working at a, uh, golf country club country club yeah. thank you um that was over the summer right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you were just like what caddy or what uh, like, exactly yeah i mean they i was considered like a cart boy cart helper or whatever so it was just like eight hour work days and you just um kind of had a routine where you'd go in like usually you'd have uh two two cart boys that day one early and then one like mid-afternoon to late so I kind of, I got the mid afternoon to late shift. So I'd go there for, you know, like two to 11 at night. And wow. I would, uh, you know, you basically have carts out already. Like you would see as you're coming in as a golfer, you'd go grab a cart. Well, once those start to dwindle, there's some in the back that people don't see that I bring out and I would like refill the, the rows depending on, I would like talk to my pro shop guys and be like, what's it looking like today? Are we busy? Are we not busy? Tournament, not tournament. Right. And so I would just keep refilling that line with, with carts. And then when you bring them in, I just clean them and put them back because of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. So a lot of cleaning. So that, that's definitely probably different than previous years, but even though COVID doesn't exist in Idaho, you guys Mm -hmm. had to still abide by those regulations over the summer. Yeah. Dang. But you know, mainly because we're business, but yeah, but, uh, perks um you get a lot of free golf so uh, let me tell you i got better this summer you know <laughs> i was i was out there as much as i could you know what do you shoot what's what's the best uh, part of your game i'm really not that good but i went from i mean i was shooting mid nines high nines okay and then i got you know just playing obviously like in any sport is just going to keep you're going to keep getting better um so my last one i've before I had to leave for college, I finished with an 88. So I'm just, really, yeah, I'm just trying to jump, jump, jump. But it's just, I mean, it's just fun to play. Like even if, even shooting an 88, it's not going to be like mind boggling, but it's like, you're still good enough to go out and play in a good amount of time and have fun instead of like shooting eights everywhere. And you're just getting mad and you're yeah. taking four hours to play 18 holes or five <laughs> hours to play 18 holes. So, it's like I'm at a good point where like I haven't really put that much into it, like the game as much as I you know have baseball and stuff and yeah, you know I just go play and just keep like learning from myself I guess. But how do you keep your your golf swing separate from your baseball swing, yeah. or is it like oh you're slicing that, yeah. that thing whenever you're getting up to to hit it? I don't know. I mean, people will talk to me about. Like, people do say on our team, they'll be like, I can't play golf because it affects my baseball swing. I don't I've never researched whether that's, like, a real thing or not. Mm -hmm. Or if, like, it's kind of a mental thing or whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm both sides. I have no idea. But 
I would say, yeah, I definitely have to go to the driving range when I get back after a season and, like, figure some stuff, like, just kind of remind myself. Because I know, like, how to hit decently and how to drive and, like, make sure that I'm hitting it straight because I, like, I'll learn myself from videos or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I, like, know how to do that. It's just reminding myself, like, all right, you're not in baseball anymore, you know? Because it's relatively the same swing, but there are some, like, minute differences between the two. No, there is. For sure, but like you're not loading up the yeah, same no. way, like all the way on your back foot yeah. and then striding out. Yeah, no, no, no. And yeah. you're getting a little rotation mm-hmm. and smacking it. I, I don't know. No, I mean point of contact kind of feels the same as point of contact with baseball, but when you hit it nice, it just oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. didn't even hit it. Yeah, yeah. but no, I'd say there's definitely slice early on, uh, so that's what's playing. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it, it helps that. If you're going to pursue golf and not, like, pursue it to be a pro or to be an amateur or whatever, like, you got to find a way to get a job like that because, you know, you don't want to be dropping 30 bucks every time you play because yeah. it, just, it just racks up. For a college kid especially, you know, I mean, whoever's out there, you know. Yeah. I'm sure you're not – I mean, you could have a good job, so maybe you are bringing in money, but – Might as well do something to either offset the cost yeah. or just remove the cost in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. did they give you, like, a discount for going out, or was it, like, hey, Scott free come in whenever no, you want? No, it was free. But, wow. it, I mean, it. I didn't – I probably could have used it more, but I didn't want to go – I didn't go every day, if that's what it sounded like. I mean, I went – No, no, no. I went max twice a week, so I'd usually go once a week. That's still – still good. Decent amount of no, golf. No, it's still, like, you're playing – I mean, through three months of summer, two and a half months of summer, you're still getting – 10 plus games and easy if you if you are going every week it's even more but so i would just find like usually i would go at the best times of like all right we'll play and i wouldn't always play 18 either so i'd play like maybe let's go out five to seven you know and i wouldn't want to go out too late because i know as the cart kid i just want to go home sometimes and you don't want to play and make that guy stay and clean because you have to wait until the last card's in so if someone's playing till 10 30 you know you're waiting till 10 30 so you know i wouldn't do that but there's also points in the day where they're like, yeah, maybe not come, don't come and play because it's really busy and yeah, it would hold up people. So, would you consider that type of work to be? I mean, it's not necessarily blue collar work, Mm-mm. but it's not white collar either. It, it, it's more like not even a hybrid, like because yeah. I would genuinely think that that's more blue collar. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like if you gave the blue collar just a soul like soybean diet mm-hmm. that might have came out a little bit <laughs> too too sexist um but soybean diet yeah, yeah. um you know it, it's not like your regular construction no. or demolition stuff where you're working heavy machinery and mm-hmm. you're out there like cutting lumber it's like oh no like i'm using my body and i'm just yeah. going and getting carts around yeah you know getting them around and i'm yeah. playing golf at the same time yeah do you think that do you wish that you could have like maybe done something different or were you really grateful for that job for what it's worth that's a great question i mean that was my first so that was my believe it or not that was my first like real job where i was you know sign like instead of getting paid by friends or family by doing little jobs here and there it's like you know a corporation golf america whatever is paying you to work 
or mm-hmm. whatever. It's coming like a real bill. You got to cash it. You got to do whatever, right? So I would say I was extremely grateful for that job because I knew that's kind of what I wanted to do because I knew, I obviously knew the perks. And then I knew like, you know, I like just being around. I mean, I don't know a ton about golf, but why not go learn more about it by by playing at a shop or working at a shop or whatever, right? So for a, I actually looked for a job like that since like my senior summer. Okay. And then two um, two years later, you got yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know, people are just like, no, because because once you get the job, you'll get offered that job again next summer because they don't want to go, you know, they don't want to go look for someone if they already got someone. Yeah. So they'll just keep offering that job. And if you get it early and often in sophomore of high school summer or whatever, you could have that job till you go to college for three years. So when you go in as coming into shops and asking, Hey, you got any spots or open or whatever, it was really tough to find any places, you know, that wanted to hire you just not even based on resume. Like they would just be like, no, we don't even have any spots. Like we don't even need to see your resume or anything. So, when I was just calling around, finally, you know, I just kept, I didn't really, I just kept being persistent, I guess. And I didn't want to go work at a fast food place. I didn't want to go work at, I didn't want to go be a waiter. I didn't want to go do that kind of stuff. And I kind of knew that. So I just kept trying to find a job like that. So no, I would say I'm very grateful for it. And it's, I'm not going to hype it up like it's tough work, but I mean, it's long days. Yeah. I'm sure anyone the sun that will works, get to you because yeah, I mean, 90 sun to 100 drains. degrees a lot, you know, it's the summer. So, uh, but you're not digging trenches. No, it's nothing like, so it's right anything. down the way yeah, of like, 100%. you know what? This is a really, it's a good challenging job, but doable yeah. for someone that's in your shoes. Yeah. And what you're given to work there with, with money and perks is like, you know, so why, this not, is fine. why not? This is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're we'll right. see. I got something for you on that. Um, so, to is this a word? This mm-hmm. is not the thing I'm going to ask you, but <laughs> preface that means like to to build up or yeah. or to prelude. Mm-hmm. So to preface this question, when I was talking to one of the coaches here at Whitworth, um, he actually got his degree originally in turf management. And now he is a coach and also on the athletic administration here at Whitworth. Mm -hmm. And he came into one of our classes to talk about, you know, what it's like to coach a sport um, because it was a it was a coaching philosophy class. And I asked him, well, when you were in turf management, that's basically like, you know, grass, lawn care stuff. I'm like, first of all, how do you make that transition? Mm -hmm. Second of all. What was the biggest thing that you learned about turf management that you brought into your workplace now, which is coaching? And he gave an amazing answer. He said, athletes are like grass. It takes a long time for them to grow. Mm -hmm. Some grow faster than others. Sometimes you need to put some fertilizer on them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need a weed Mm -hmm. to give the environment a place for them to grow and it it just takes a lot of grooming and a lot of work not grooming in the sense of that type of grooming (laughs) but grooming is like you know you got to make them you got to make them blossom into the type of player that you want them to be so my question to you is this after your first experience with work 
in that sense, what has been the biggest takeaway that you learned this summer from the job that you did and how are you applying that to everyday life or to baseball or to school mm-hmm. or to faith? Like what would that be? Well, first of all, that was a great analogy with the the example you used. That's, the grass? Yeah, yeah that's dude, sweet. blew me away. Yeah. It was awesome. I would have never thought about that. Um, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot. I mean, with being at um, a country club, I don't know if this is like, you know, I can't compare this to another like public golf course, but being at a country club, you know, you have like everyone there knows each other. Right. So it's like when there's tournaments going on, it's like the same, you know, the same four people are playing every day and they're just, and then those four people know these four people know these four people. And it's like, it's honestly like a big family. So something that I learned in coming in as a newbie, you know, people are, like they know that you're new. Like they knew it before I even knew who they were. They're like, this this guy's never here. Hmm. What's your name? How's it going? Like, and so they're just trying to meet you. And I mean, I think that was one thing I learned is the relationship. Like, like just more. I mean, more of just building relationships in general. Um, like people just want to want to get to know who's. You know, and you had customizable carts too, so I was taking care of those carts. Yeah. So people were just wanting to know, like, who's taking care of my cart, and and then with that relationship leading into like the pro shop, just getting to know those guys. And you know, at a pro shop, you usually have um, a head pro or an assistant pro who's played many years of golf. So with them, I would just kind of pick their brains and be like, you know, what, you know, we'd always have golf on. I'd be like, what do you think? You know, what's What's something I could work on in my short game? What's something that, you know, I just kind of do that. But I don't know. Maybe what I took away from it is, first of all, like asking, going into like business and stuff that, that I'm going to be going into in my field. It's just a lot about the relationships and the. Um, the networking part yes, of things. Networking and um, being able to ask questions to benefit yourself is very important. But. Mm. I'd say just one little other thing that I took away is just that was my first job. So just learning how to, like, balance. I mean, it was summer, so I didn't have a lot going on. I mean, I, I played baseball in a little league, but yeah, um, just three teams. But balancing just that in an every day of, like, this is what I'm going to be doing, you know, in a couple, you know, three or four years. And just seeing if I kind of liked it and liked bringing in some money and being able to just – balance that i guess i don't know yeah hmm that's pretty cool yeah being able to take that like i i worked construction sorry demolition this summer Mm -hmm. and i might have shared with you a little bit about it but there was a um on campus there was like a bucket a bucket crane Mm -hmm. that was just chilling there and i looked over at it as i was walking home and I was driving those things this summer, and it was super fun. Every single time I look back on that job, or like what, the feeling that I was feeling during that job was, this sucks, I want to go home, mm-hmm. my body hurts, like, what the heck. Yeah. But I'm looking back, and it's, I miss it. I miss driving the big machinery. Yeah. I, I miss using the dangerous tools. Yeah. The, the big saw blade up on the side of the building, mm-hmm. cutting brick. Like, that's exciting, that's fun. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think I've managed to really look back and get an answer like you gave me mm-hmm. where, oh yeah, this, this is what I'm learning yeah. about life yet. So I feel like for all the people that are listening, y'all should do that. Find something that you've never really been grateful for before and mm-hmm. take something out of that. Yeah. Say, you know what, what did I learn from that experience that has built me to who I am? 100%. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So other than that, you work, mm-hmm. student. What other things define you? Um, I don't know, man. Defines it. Uh, I like that term. But, I mean, baseball has obviously got to define me in some way because that's you know, a big part of why I'm at Whitworth. And um, it's guided me a lot in my life. So, um Let's talk about that a little bit because I've heard some, like, I know you only from here. Yeah. Only from Whitworth. Mm-hmm. Like, everything back in Idaho and mm-hmm. back with your homies. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know much about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, how's, like, you can talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Your entire baseball career. By the way, actually, let me just say this. When we were down in California, mm-hmm. one of the only things that I remember from that California trip was when you hit that nuke. Yeah. The first college nuke i was so hyped just seeing it like it it looked like you didn't even swing at it and it just kind of popped out i'm like (laughs) wow that was awesome so that was a really good first uh core memory yeah i gotta Um, thank the california heat for that one for the the carry (laughs) yeah it it was it was pretty far gone so Uh, it was nice but Anyways, that's only Dawson I know. You might have sucked in Little League. I don't know. So what's what's your baseball career like? Well, how's that been? Um, well, from what I'm aware of, I started when I was five. I'm pretty sure that that's From correct. what you're aware of. I'm pretty sure that's the correct age. Okay. Um, when you start T-ball, unless I'm... Was well, there but... any age where you might have been unaware of playing baseball? <laughs> uh, I hope not, no. Okay. I don't think so. I think I was aware of every year I was playing. But yeah, I started when I was five, and uh, I don't. I I've I've dabbled with other sports for sure. I've I mean I played basketball in middle school, um, played football when I was nine, but I kind of gave that up because I was just a small guy and I just didn't I just didn't wasn't feeling it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But no, I always stuck with baseball. I don't, I'm. I still don't know. I don't. I can't give someone a real answer of like why I stuck with it. Um, I mean, obviously I enjoyed it. I mean, that's anyone that's still playing today um, in college is gotta enjoy baseball. Yeah. Or else you to don't some extent. Be here. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, I definitely enjoyed it, and um, <clears throat> that's why I stuck with it, and that's what I'm going with. But, um, I, I think I also love baseball because of how much integral parts of the game there is and like it's kind of funny but I like talking about like statistics and I like talking about um like a like seeing a heads up playing and maybe someone watching doesn't understand it and you're like yeah this is sweet this is like never happens and like just being able to describe it with people I think that's part of the reason why I was stuck with it too is like you know just there's so much to it and you just want to keep learning you can keep learning until you're done with baseball yeah I mean, what part, okay, so you can continue to learn about baseball, Mm -hmm. 
Um, why do you think baseball has so much depth? Because I think when we look at, like, let's compare baseball and football real quick. Mm-hmm. Football is very intricate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at all the plays, all the schemes, all the things. Yeah. Like, you can take it from a big aspect of the entire game, and then you can also focus in on certain players and their decisions and how that impacts the game. Yes. But you also need to know about the plays that are being called and how the offensive plays mesh with the defensive plays and how the holes open up. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. 100%. In baseball, there's only one play on offense and Mm -hmm. that's get the runner the grand scheme that's get the runner all the way around the bases Mm -hmm. and touch home plate again there's a bunch of ways to do that but there's not like any set ways that that people do like obviously a coach can call a bunt yeah but it's when that's not the case like when the dude goes up there it's pretty random if he you know hits a single double triple or home run so they're different in a couple different ways. Yes. Um, what do you think is baseball's depth? Uh, I mean... You can go into, like, statistically speaking or yeah, any other factors besides that. Yeah. I mean, well, statistically speaking, there's, like... I mean, it's one of out of out of all a lot of sports or all the sports. It's definitely one of the most confusing for people or the most like just these numbers add up to these numbers equals this. And like I don't know, that's that's a very interesting part of it. Um, but what leads into statistics too is like stuff like the three one count the chance of you getting a hit and then two oh count and one chance of getting you a hit like that stuff can get really confusing and yeah. like just super in depth but for the depth of baseball i mean when you think about it it could be like a very self-explanatory game mm-hmm. um but it's also in my opinion one of the hardest games to watch like oh, on yeah. television um just in general like it's it can be very confusing you've heard the term uh a base baseball is like church mm-hmm. like many go but few understand <laughs> yes mm-hmm. that's a great analogy actually of it um i yeah i don't know i mean i i don't know how to explain its depth necessarily i feel like it's definitely one of those games that will weed out the people that want to be there I mean, in, in any sport, it's like that too. I mean, you're not going to play college football if you really don't want to be there. Yeah. But it definitely, I was thinking about this the other day too, is, you know, you got basketball, you know, some of the tallest guys in the world play basketball, right? You would yeah. say, you know, on average, some of the tallest people, football, some of the biggest weight-wise people, strongest people in the game are playing football. Most athletically Most gifted. Most athletic, mm-hmm. Yes. And then you look at baseball, and you could be, you know, 5'7", and you could be an all-star, you could be a pro player, and you could be, like, Stan and and Judge, and you could be 6'7", and you should be a football player, but you can dominate in this very minute skill set of baseball. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So I think like the range of that is something that makes baseball very unique. So that's that's like what makes baseball special to you. Yes. Is the amount of like variability that comes with it. Yeah. And in MLB the amount 
of cultures it brings together too. Yeah. If you think about that is, you know, I saw a post the other day from MLB just about, you know, each country, how many players are in the MLB. And, you know, there was like 12, 15 countries. Yeah. It's crazy. So. And I think baseball is so much more of a culture sport um, than any other one that we have in the U.S. I think that soccer is probably the biggest, like, culture. Like, the culture comes before the sport when it comes to soccer. And just worldwide, you see people literally killing other people and, and, like, burning (laughs) cars. Like, oh, hey. Because of, yeah, yeah. of a rivalry. Yeah, because of a rivalry game. And it's probably between two teams that just suck. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. So no. you look at that and you see baseball. Mm-hmm. There's this magic about it. And I I don't know. Like There are so many ways that I see God's hand on the sport of baseball. Yes. And like some of the comeback stories that you yeah. see from injuries or just some specific situations mm-hmm. like oh we're all out of guys who do we got to put on the mound yeah and the person that they put on the mound that no one was looking forward to that everyone was like oh man this yeah. guy is gonna shine the bed he carves and yeah. he shoves yeah because just like waiting forever exactly and just like stories like that man yeah. or guys in the in the minor leagues for six years and they have been told they never get a shot and mm-hmm. they kind of just stick around because they don't want to go work a real job and they love baseball so much and all of a sudden they get their MLB debut and MLB debut and they go off they go off yeah so, like that's just crazy just stuff like that even the failures are so beautiful like mm-hmm. the guys that stay in the minor league systems and mm-hmm. can't get out mm-hmm. but they're there because they love the game yeah um you know the stuff that they learn I mean I don't know. Before we kind of continue on, yeah. how have you seen God in baseball? Because I want to integrate faith into this podcast no, a little 100%. bit more. I mean, I was going to say that next is what, what defines me is baseball and God. Too. Yeah. So, um, good segue. Way yeah, to go. I mean, you right? should start your own podcast. <laughs> You'd be really good at this. <laughs> I, I don't want to take too much, but uh, <laughs> you don't want maybe, to steal maybe we can partner. I don't know. You don't want to steal we'll sink or swim stuff. Yeah, I don't want to do yeah. Hey, I, man. I feel too bad. Hey, but. there's only about twenty people listening in right now. <laughs> so fine. you're you're chilling. That's Anyways. Fine. Um Man, God in baseball, I mean I'll I'll come from it at this point of view. Baseball is a sport where you're meant to fail. Mm. You know? You will see some of the best hitters in the all stars in the MLB, the best players in the world, and they are hitting 300 plus, which for people that don't understand that is a very good batting average. It means you're succeeding three out of 10 times, which in normal statistics would be a failing. So when you look at it from that point of view, um, through the ups and the downs, for me at least too, is you always have God there. And, and I say baseball defines me, um, in ways, but really it's God before baseball, because what, you know, baseball is going to get you so far. Yeah. But what do you do after that? Right. What do you do after the sport you love forever goes, you know, away? whether you retire, you aren't good enough to play anymore, or you just decide to, to be done. And, 
but to integrate it, integrate God into what baseball is, is there's so many ups and downs. Um, I feel like, you know, on a daily basis and like, you know, I think baseball players are some of the most mentally strong athletes as well. And yeah. I think God has a lot to do with you being mentally strong because you, you find your purpose and you know, your purpose is in God and baseball instead of maybe just baseball. Yeah. But that's kind of my point of view of it. Here's a really good nugget, <clears throat> a really good verse that kind of pairs up with baseball. I, I love how you said that baseball is a, a failing sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so it requires a lot of perseverance. Yeah. Yes. So going into James, um, one of the books of the New Testament, um, I believe Paul uh, wrote it to James, or maybe James wrote it. You know what? Don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, but quote me on this. In James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, it says, um, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you are faced with trials of many kinds, mm-hmm. because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yeah. Let perseverance finish its work in you, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Yeah. You know, God doesn't promise us to go 10 for 10. No. He also doesn't promise us that will fail all the time. Yeah. But what's good about baseball is that we get to test our perseverance on a daily basis. It's like yeah. built into the game. And yes. so we are continually being just matured and just filled and completed in a way that we don't really understand. And that's mm-hmm. just because we persevere. That's because we continue to play the game. Yeah. And we continue to get in the batter's box right after we just saw 99 go straight from the pitcher's hand we blink to the catcher's glove mm-hmm. and you're like okay well it looks like i gotta get back <laughs> in and hit this guy yeah. um it's just so cool and like we do this we let perseverance finish its work in us like when mm-hmm. we're going through slumps we won't be lacking anything Mm-mm. Maybe as a baseball player, we'll be lacking the ability to stay in the starting lineup. Yeah, but yeah. as a person, as our spirit, like we won't be lacking anything. No. And so it's a really cool, applicable verse, and I really like that. But I love your take yeah. on that. Um, well, and one more thing, real quick. Yeah, let's hear um, it. I think when you think of it, at, like you're talking, you know, God doesn't promise us ten for ten, and 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 stuff like that. You think you, you can think of it in a small way as like the ups and downs in a slump or the ups and downs in your batting average going up and down. But you, you can look at it from a large perspective too and go, you know, what a blessing it is for me to be a collegiate athlete. Yeah. You know, and you go look at, you know, I don't know the percentages of people being a collegiate athlete nowadays, but I know it's not common, and, you know? And so being able to like still play that at, in college um, and just continue that is another way that God's, moved in baseball and in my life because you know that's very limited people and why not take advantage of that it's such a blessing and you have to be grateful of that Mm -hmm. that's crazy man yeah like we we are some of the most blessed people in this world Mm -hmm. to be playing this game Mm -hmm. that's awesome dude that's good chatter that's great chatter yeah hey i want to let everyone know that dawson officially won the white elephant Whitworth uh, baseball <laughs> gift exchange of 2020 because he got my gift and my gift was he gets to create a new segment on the show that's going to continue to be there yeah. um, from now until forever. Yeah. So 
explain it a little bit of, okay. of what your your idea is. Yeah. And then we're going to try to implement it here. Okay. Um, so my idea is, I, you know, I don't know how many of you have heard of this word, but or two words, but um, hot takes is a uh, thing I wanted to integrate into this podcast because it's uh it's basically bringing up something that may not be fact you know may not be true but just an idea you know of something uh, a question usually okay of you know what do you think here you go here's a hot take what do you think about this right and so that could be about anything honestly so um, I think that's a cool segment just because it can go into so many different fields. So would I be giving the hot take to the person being interviewed or would the person being interviewed also give one of their hot takes? Mm-hmm. I mean, it would it, it depend on, on uh, how much time you got, but I think the person... Well, there's no time limit on this. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think you could... You know, I could bring a hot take and then you could bring a hot take, but, you know, if you wanted to, I think the person that's the guest speaker could bring the hot take to you instead of maybe you asking us the questions, right? Okay. So we get to reverse that. So it's more like, of a conversation. Yeah, it'd be like, okay. here, here's a hot take, you know, what do you think? Are you getting into it right now? I mean, no. Are you going to give know. a hot take right now? I don't know. I haven't really thought of like many, I mean, there's obviously many good ones, oh, yeah. but I don't know. I, I was going to let you maybe propose one. But yeah, I'll, I'll do the first one. But um, yeah. This isn't really a hot take. This is just a question that's on my mind. Okay. It can be a hot take. It's it, just going to be defined as a hot take. At all this right. Point, that, right. That is, this is the hot take <laughs> segment. Segment. <laughs> so uh, my hot take uh-huh. is, would you rather have a guy that's hot or a guy that's due? Okay. Yeah. I heard about this question yes. the other day. Not going to lie. Yeah. So. And uh, I heard you're on the do side. Well, it's, it's situational. Okay. It's situational. So for all the people that are listening in, when we talk about a guy or a girl that's hot, we're not talking about their looks. We're talking about <laughs> like in a sports setting, it, this is the best way to talk about it metaphor wise mm-hmm. in a sports setting. Like, let's say you have a guy that's hitting and he hit, he's gotten a base hit like eight of the last 10 times that he's been up at the plate. Mm-hmm. That would be considered a guy that's hot. Yeah. Like he's on fire. Um, a guy that's due means that someone who traditionally does well in that setting, but um, is not doing well. Like, oh, this guy hits 300 on the season, but in the last 15 appearances at the plate, he has only gotten on base three times and one of those was a hit. Yeah. Um, so... Personally, I like the Cinderella story a little yeah, bit, so no, I, I will take the guy that's due most of the time. Like, oh my goodness, when Whitworth men basketball, when they played SPU for the first time this last yeah. week, I was thinking like, okay, they're due because they yeah. haven't won the last couple games that they've and they had. They got the talent to win. Yeah, and they, they have just, the talent to win. They just couldn't put it together. No, there were some missing parts, and yeah. I don't really know what it was. But against SPU, a really good SPU, by the way. Beat them, Falcons. Um, the Bucks took it to them, and we won both games. So it was like, okay, yeah, I'll take the guys that are due all the time. So what? What's your kind of idea with well, that? I think it's good to uh, <laughs> that you define those because it helps make my answer. But um, 
Man, in a big scenario, I I just have to go with with a guy that's hot. Yeah, I really do. Just because I know, and here's here I'll give I'll give why. If you're due, okay, you are you are an a three hundred average hitter. You're a really good hitter, and you're one for twelve or whatever. You know, you want to hope that that player's mental uh, strength is good, yeah. and that he's you know he's like, no, I I know I'm better than this, and I'm gonna keep fighting. That's when I'd take a do guy, but you don't know that necessarily. I mean, yeah. you do it as a manager or whatever, but in this scenario, let's just say. You don't know if he, he could be slumping, and he's like, I've never slumped like this before. What am I doing? Like, what's wrong? And with a hot guy, he's just seeing that ball. He's just, you know, he's 8 for 10. He's feeling good, you know. So and, we're talking about this in, like, a high-strung high well, yeah, we're talking baseball like situation. Mid-series, World Series. Okay, yeah, like, all right. It's, you know, Game 4 and Game 5, Game 6, and now we're at Game 7, and this guy's, you know, he's been 6 for 10, and he's been good. Yeah. I just got to go with that. I just got to go with that just because, I don't know. Sometimes you're seeing it differently out of the hand. Sometimes your confidence is skyrocketed. So you, you're doing things maybe a little differently at the plate than you normally would. Yeah. So that's what I'd have to go with. But All I right. understand I understand the, the Cinderella story for sure. I've, I'll, I'm rooting for the underdogs a lot too. So oh, yeah. Why not? I'm a huge underdog guy. Yeah. And, I mean, that's good. Like, practically people are going to go with the guy that's hot but come on i like (laughs) let's let god work a little bit here come on dude hey man um either one so i will also it's a really good teaching um and mentoring kind of situation um so i'm i'm coming at it from a coaching standpoint not necessarily game for the world series Mm -hmm. but game two of the series versus Mount Vernon (laughs) of high school baseball (laughs) midway through the season. Like, okay, well, uh, Dominic, Dominic, is that a name? Dominic? Yeah. Dominic, he's been 0 for 10. Let's get him in there. Let's take him out of the frying pan and put him into the fire and see what happens. And he does it and he wins us a ball game. Yeah. But that's not practical. I, it's also not a lot of skin in the game there. Yeah. No, I mean it, it's definitely situational. We'll yes. say that. But a hundred percent in high school, and you know why not give the kid a shot? Yeah, but he, he in, in this situation, in big time situations, you're like, nope, guy that's hot. Uh, yeah, in a yeah. But if you go with the guy that's due, you'll be looking like a coaching genius. Yeah, man. right. I I mean, it's the, what you're willing to to roll the dice. What you're willing to risk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, if you're a first year first year manager, you might be. I might be the last year manager yeah, if I exactly, do that. Right? So, <laughs> or I could be solidified for the next 50 years. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You don't know. But yeah, that's my I hot like take. That. I like that. Okay. That's a great introduction to hot take. There we go. Hot so, take segment. What's not? your hot take? Give me something. Let's see. I got to think about this one. Um, Here's another hot take. The yeah. sponsor of the video, uh-huh. Bay. I hate, I don't like it. Don't <laughs> it doesn't like it? taste good. Too sour? No, it's not. It doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like someone peed in it a little bit. Okay, I got a hot take. Okay. And this is a... <laughs> <laughs> I know, this is just a segue. Yeah. Uh, but this is like a a good 
hot take. You know, you can. There's no bad hot takes. Okay? There's I none. Should, no. I should make that clear. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there could be a funny hot take, a happy hot take, or just dead serious. Like, let's get into the. Let's get into it, right? Yes. So, uh-huh. so <laughs> here's a good hot take. Okay. Over under, if that's a thing, the Bucks baseball are nationally ranked this year. Over under? Yeah. As in. The over would be we're nationally ranked. The under we don't ever get nationally ranked this year. This year, because you know you saw the pre votes. Yeah, the we preseason won't... votes, but we got votes. We did. Well, like votes to be in there, but oh, we didn't, but we like, didn't get actually it. we didn't get enough. No, but Dang. but do we have that last year? I'm not I sure. Think I, so. I don't really look into that stuff I don't, much. Like, I, I I just looked at the picture, but I mean, yeah, um. You know, I mean, obviously, as as a player, you know, you as want a player, that nationally yeah, ranked, but I want to be nationally ranked. But also, there's a part of me that doesn't want to be nationally ranked. Okay. Because I love the chip on the shoulder. Uh-huh. I love going up to the big dogs. Because like I, I look at this. I look at this ball club, and if we go, if we play a hundred games against the Arizona Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. I think we win thirty. Yeah. You know, that's how the game of baseball works. Exactly. A lot of people that I've talked to, they said like, you know, three or none at all. Like we should, we should get wiped, but you got to believe a little bit. Um, so hot take, are we going to be nationally ranked this year? I don't. Okay. I don't think that we're going to get the recognition. Yeah. I think we deserve it. Yes. But I don't think we're going to get the recognition at all. Yeah. Because that's, that's just how the cookie crumbles. Life's not fair. No. And That's I fair. would love to beat every single team above us because that just puts a little bit more fire under our under our butts. Yeah, and why not? Why not? You know, win a conference without anyone knowing who we are. And exactly. Go into to regionals with that chip anyway. Yeah. But, who cares what other people think of yeah. us? Let's just play ball. No, and you just. I want to put my knee in your chest. I and know just you kill that person across <laughs> the diamond for me. Like, yeah. That pitcher can go get out of here. And I'll. I'll yeah. I'm getting too worked up about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's it, no, your... Hot takes bring up that, you know. Yeah. They bring out the real. What's your call on that? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I like to hear that point. I I just brought it up because it's you know some. Do you think dome. we're going to be nationally ranked? I mean, top twenty-five. I think. Here's how I look at. It. I think this that would be a great achievement. I mean, not that you know, anyone's going to be looking at a top twenty-five D three teams baseball teams in the yeah. country, but. You know, that's why I like to bring it up because some people care about that a lot. Some people don't care about that. But I think, I think, yeah, obviously, I think we have the talent to, but I think the conference isn't going to get recognized as much yeah. as, like, you go look at those California teams and they're all ranking top 10 and, you know, and, like, what yeah, they, they, what they, they got privilege. that we don't, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, which I think that's so bull. Okay. Yeah, right. I think that the reason. Like, whenever we go and travel for preseason, we always get our hands kind of handed to us. And for the last couple of years that I've been a part of the program, it's it's been like that preseason where we go, to like, down to Georgia or go down to California. They've been playing outside all damn year. We have to play yeah. inside and get tunnel vision yeah. and, <laughs> you know, see a ball come at us 90 from a wall that looks like the color of the ball. Like, it, it's it's brutal Life isn't fair. I'd take that 100% of the time. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to be prepped up or anything. But 
damn man no wonder we get waxed yeah. it's because they obviously have they've had more sunny they've had more heat. game time reps yeah it's sunny it's nice it's heat we're worried about pulling a hamstring if we're walking <laughs> to our car funny what the frick yeah, know, so right? well last year we didn't do too bad no we did all right we left that <clears throat> we left what 10 and no seven and three yeah it was pretty good why not yeah, why not, why not us? But, yeah. I mean, you weren't there for our freshman year. No, yeah. No, I think it. we won. It, we had College of Idaho first, and that I was, was the – uh, I watched that. Yeah, that was that the was Blizzard Bowl. <laughs> that was that, – dude, that sucked. That was it was terrible. so dang cold. <laughs> um, our left fielder went to catch a ball, and he pulled his hamstring, and he was like, oh, Really? Yeah, Coach Ben. <laughs> oh, Coach Ben, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, dude, we were giving them crap for it the entire time. It was so nice, but we had everyone huddled around like the portable heater. Yeah. So I think we, I think we swept them, but we only played two out of the four or three out of the five because yeah, the last weird. day was snowed out. Yeah. They College of Idaho, bless their hearts, man. They the day that we left. They were out for shoveling. four hours shoveling snow, I and then when it kept here. on coming down, they were like, yeah, okay, well, you guys can just leave. <laughs> they're like, they're shoveling snow for nothing. That's terrible. It was awesome, dude. And then the next uh, weekend, we were at Georgia. I think we got swept except for one game um, oh. against a bunch of teams. Like, we played four games. We won one out of the four. And then when we went to California, we got swept bad like really? by everyone. Yeah. And one of our assistant coaches <laughs> straight up talked to us after the trip, like, Guys, we're just a bad baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> just straight to it. Yeah. Let's go. It was awesome. And then we won conference. So Yeah, dude. After losing the first series against yeah. uh, our rivals. but I mean, and maybe that's a reason why the conference doesn't get recognized as much. But, man, like, there's some good players in the conference. And yeah. there's – Cali teams are really good. And I've heard the, the Southern teams, like Georgia and all that, are, yeah. are good squads. But – but our conference know, also beats up on ourselves quite a bit. Like yeah. it's kind of like the Pac-12, where in in football for rankings, there's no way that Pac-12 can stay top 25 because it's like a game of rock paper scissors yeah. for every single team. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes this year. Yeah, it'd be I'm, cool I'm to excited. have a rank, but I mean, honestly, you know, we're not necessarily striving for that. We're striving for bigger things. Yeah, we so, want to win. Yeah, we want to win at the biggest opportunity we can. Yeah, we'll get it. It'll be fun. That's a good hot take. I like that. That brings yeah. up really good conversation. I mean, yeah. Very some, excited that you got Some people might, might have tuned out if they don't like baseball. But no, I think everyone's dialed so. in, dude. Let's go. Everyone's always dialed in. Yeah. Yeah. Le- leave a like and subscribe yeah. if it, you're dialed in right now. Yeah, right. All right. Um, next segment, mm-hmm. the SAT. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you have to tell me your SAT score. Okay. Or if you didn't take the SAT, your ACT score. Okay, can I give a preference before I say my score? Um, like, uh, like, like why you why did it's well? Bad. Oh, why it's bad? <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's hear Mr. Excuses. Okay. 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 Uh, essentially. <laughs> okay. There's an SAT word. Yeah. Right. Um. It's. So we took. PSAT, right? So it's the pre one. Um, and we, we do that in school. Like just on one day, they dedicate that day to doing it. Yeah. And I didn't obviously really study for that. And I kind of just did it. And I took that, got it back. And then I, I think that might've been my junior year. So then 
my junior, going into my senior fall, basically, of, of school is when I started talking to schools, like, pretty pretty heavy. And that's when I was, like, getting very interested in Whitworth and um, going on the visit and all that. And then I was, like, applying and stuff and realized that I only needed one or, like, a good one, I yeah. guess. And so... I did like all my like studying and learning and stuff for the ACT. Um, I don't really know why I ended up choosing that, but I just went with the with yeah. the ACT and I just dedicated all my time to doing that one. Yeah. And so I got a 22 on that and I, I on mean, the I was, ACT. Yeah, and okay. I was like happy with it. I mean, I originally got a 17, so I was like boosting my improvement. Yeah. Yep, that's good. So I just applied with that and and got in. Um, so I didn't use my SAT and my SAT was a 980. Really? Yeah. So I didn't study and I was a junior. That's oh no excuses, but I mean, it was low. But you put everything into the ACT. Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. Dang. I didn't ever retook the, the SAT. You just, just kind of were like, I just took the 980 and I was like, oh, obviously that's really bad. <laughs> like, like I'm going to try and do better. But then I realized I didn't really need to do better if I was dedicating my time to one of them. Yeah. So I just kind of left it there. And it's a great topic question though. It's like, really? 980? That's tough. Dude, that's okay. <laughs> like not many people vibe with the, the SAT. Yeah. And, you know, standardized testing, we always have this conversation. It's like, oh, oh is it good or is it not? But hey, it's who cares yeah. it's you're here now it's so it doesn't yeah. matter it is mm-hmm. but, but yeah good thing you didn't use the sat <laughs> yeah might have not got in no <laughs> way, way to way to push into the act actually one of the previous people that have been on the show um she said her score and i think it's been i you said 980 i think you beat her by 50 points oh, she got like a 930 or something <laughs> and she said that she didn't even use the sat to get into whitworth she had a interview call and they're like, yeah, your scores don't even like represent how smart you are. Yeah. And you know, she no. got in flying colors and got the scholarship that she wanted too. I heard about that too with, um, they like, look, they like to look a lot at your GPA yeah. more than other schools. Um, and I had like a three, four, three, five accumulative. So it wasn't anything special, but it was fine. But like, yeah, there's kids that get like all over the place, get like three nines, four O's. Yeah. And then they just standardized testing, just super nerve wracking or like, they're just really bad at it and they'll get like, you know, one, 1,000 or 1,100 and like not be happy with it, even though they're a four O student. Yeah. So like, I kind of like that when I was looking here is like, yeah, they like looked a lot at your GPA and they like, they actually took that first and then was like, maybe looked at your tests. Yeah. Because you spend more time working on the GPA cause that's four years rather than thing, you do yeah. the SAT. Cause that's like a year and a half. Yeah. And it's not really like cumulative of all the stuff that Mm-mm. you've been doing throughout high school. And I mean, I think GPA shows a little bit of character, a lot more character than SAT, but that's whatever. But Hey, thanks for sharing. Hey, that's uh, perfect. Hey, that's awesome. All right. Like that question. Next segment. You've known this very well. The Triple H. Okay. Yeah, so it's the same one as a Bible study. Yeah. You can get as creative as you want, but there's yeah. a reminder, hero, hardship, heart, yep. any way you want to cut it. Um, and yeah, take your best shot. Yeah. Go for it. Um, well, I'll start with, with heart. Um, 
And you can say baseball if you want to. Okay. For heart. Yeah. I I, we we're, no, we're not allowed to do that, to do that with yeah. uh, with our Bible, Bible study. study. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Then heart's got to be baseball. I mean, that or golf. And but obviously, I dedicate way more time to baseball. But, um. You know, baseball's t- taught me a lot, brought me to the places I am in life now. I mean. You know, if I'm not hanging out with friends, going to school, I'm probably playing baseball. And that's what brought me to Whitworth, you know, aside from uh, academics and, and, like, the school itself and meeting all you guys. But that was definitely a leading reason why I got here, right? So it's directed a lot of things in my life, and um, I'm very thankful for the game and um, what it's taught me and just – I kind of hope to play it as long as I can, whatever that, wherever that leads, but whether it's coaching or playing, but, uh, for sure that, um, hero, um, it's gotta be my mom for sure. Um, just because, I mean, her, I'm going to put my dad in there too, just her and my dad being able to raise me. Um, and raise my brother so well is just a blessing to have them. But um, with her just being um, a resource for, for, like, my faith stuff when I was first getting into that and just her being um, there to, to help me with any any problems I had, especially yeah. being a freshman and, and being away and, um, you know, being homesick and just – when I was getting into my faith too, just kind of an opposite thing, but be, beginning in my faith, like she was, you know, I could ask her questions when I didn't know what I was doing or just be able to have good conversations about the gospel. And, yeah. um, and you know, she sings at our church too. And so just her taking on that, that role. And, um, one other thing is her just was always pushing me to be a better person, but pushing to be, um, a better baseball player as well by like giving me the opportunities to go play instead of like, you know, do you want to play in this? Yes. Then I'll, you know, fund you to go play in that and just being able to her and my dad, man, like just being able to pay for all, you know, what baseball costs, you know, nowadays and for playing it for so many years and just being able to, you know, my brother plays baseball too. So just being able to, to, fulfill our dreams i guess with with their income yeah you know just something that i take for granted you know a lot of people do um so when i look back at it just that's something to be very appreciated of but um hardship yeah i don't know man i mean there's been a lot i mean i think just going from high school to college um i wouldn't say i had that hard of a transfer to that but just being able to um be more of an adult you know deal with being away making my own decisions you know still still figuring out who i am still figuring out um what i care about in life and like just i don't know i I think it's like a hardship but it's also like 
something to look forward to mm-hmm. is being able to like go make like i'll look forward to that when i come back is like being able to live on my own and make those decisions and um but just keeping in contact with people's hardship and you know when you get to college a lot of people start dealing with more anxiety and um depression yeah. stuff and i think that's um i think a lot of people go through that um, oh yeah in general and so i think um that could definitely be a hardship too of just getting all this thrown at you and then just kind of filtering it the way you do um but no it's definitely this experience has built me into to like college is kind of when it solidifies like who you are and builds you into the person you are so you know i could say it's a hardship but i could also say it's a learning process and like but you're grateful yeah 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 at the end grateful and it could it's definitely gonna direct my my life in a good path hopefully so Hmm. that's nails man yeah I love that. I, I love got. listening That's to what your, I, got. I love listening to your Triple H. Yeah, man. So many times. That's a great segment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good that we're kind of getting that out of the Bible study and hearing it for some other people too. Yeah. Yeah. It makes people think. I mean, it's real conversation. It's real hard stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. It's makes you learn a lot about mm-hmm. a person. A lot of things that I've never known about people that have come out of that segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's pretty cool. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you for being honest and transparent. No, and man. Just reassurance, you know, people listen to this, they'll get, they're going to be taking all your words and, you yeah. know, tucking them somewhere safe and yeah. they're just riled up about it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next segment? Oh, I'm ready. All right. This is a... Uh, the 10 terrible, no, the 10 thinkers, 10, it's 10 questions I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Jake Briones named it. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name. So I'm going to have to go back and That's listen right. to the segment, but I, I don't think I will actually. Yeah. I, I won't. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jake. But anyways, 10 questions. Um, first question. What's your favorite word? Okay. Um, I do got a lot, but, uh, it honestly, it will filter like per week. I'm not kidding. Like, you know, so I then might what just is get it on this one. week, this week. Um, well, yeah. One that's good is legendary. 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 Yeah, that's how you'd say it. That's just, I, I honestly don't know where I found it. I think my brother might've started saying it just for fun and we're goofballs. So we kind of brought on it, but it's just you know, legendary without the A, area. Yeah. A or the RA or whatever. And it's just kind of like a, it doesn't necessarily have to include an accent, but it's just kind of like legendary. Uh, yeah. Just another way. It's just, <laughs> you're a legend, legendary, uh-huh. you know, I don't know. And essentially that's a great word. Okay. I, I that too much. <laughs> but it, it is a good word too far. That, that'd be one word. No, that's perfect. What's your least favorite word? Um, dude, I don't even know if this is like a word that I would hate, but it kind of is a weird word is moist. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a fan favorite for the least favorite. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have that in common. Mm -hmm. So if I had more time to 
think maybe I'd come up with a better one, but that's that's just a weird word, you know? Yeah. I just not vibe into that one. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. All right. Next question. What turns you on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've heard this from past segments, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know which way to take it if you want. Yeah. Um. Here's what turns me on. I actually, this is crazy. I just thought of this. Um, the sound of a wood bat. Yep. In either a baseball park, like pre BP, or like in a confined area indoor cage. Where you can hear the acoustic. Yeah. And, and if you have, um, a machine going. Ooh. Like, like the back to back. But, I mean, obviously, like, the most ideal sound probably would be, like, an MLB park because it's the most velo and the most speed. So that's what gets you excited. Dude, yeah. Yeah. That crack of that. Dude. That. I mean. I didn't – no one's, like, tacked on the machine aspect yeah. of that. Like, the – Like, when you when you video yourself, yeah. And you hear yeah. the, 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 the hum of yes. the ball coming into you. Yeah. Man, that's good. I, I like that. I thought of that one. All right. That was huge. What? Yes, <laughs> it's legendary. Yeah, legendary. What turns you off? Oh, what just what just puts a freaking hole in your big old boat? <laughs> uh, maybe maybe when. I want to say this, but I feel like I'm I'm sometimes negative. I mean, everyone's negative, but like someone that just really kills the mood. Give an example of negativity. A situation um, where you don't like the negativity. Like, there's friendly roasting. Okay, like you know, especially obviously this is all based on personality. Like obviously Schwem's gonna roast me differently than someone else, but. But if it's like out of pocket and personal, yeah, and it's personal. Well, no, because that's like that involves like tough skin. Like I, I got tough skin, and like, well, I mean, I, I like that, but like, it also depends on. It's the like person. an ongoing thing. It's like okay. they're just putting you down to build themselves up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. like not one day. Like maybe you're having a bad day, but like you can tell, like over and over and over and over again. Like this kid, you're just has like, been hurt before. Yeah, and you just and, and in general, like as I've gotten to be older and stuff like you really do want to sound, surround yourself with positive people because like when you do have a bad day or when you're if you're not a super positive person or whatever you surround yourself with what you don't have and you're gonna get it so yeah like yeah i don't know that's something i thought of but okay no just, that's good i like just that negative negative people okay because why not be happy you know try to be happy exactly yeah yeah okay that's a good answer. All right, next next question. Um, what are we on, five? Mm-hmm. That wasn't a question. That was included in the 10 <laughs> questions, by the way. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Well, that's unfortunate because I use my yeah. sound. You, but you can use that again. No, that's no, fine. no. I, I want to come up with another one. Um... Let's think. Let's let's think about this. Yeah, 
Um, Put your thinking cap on. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Well, this is kind of baseball. I don't know why I keep going back to baseball related, but I kind of like cleats on like concrete. Really? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's I a hit or miss, that. but I think it's like the way it like all sounds. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Or to go into like actual sound. Yeah. I'm big music guy. So just like, like I'll really focus into like beats and lyrics. And so like when those come together and make a banger, you know, like that's gotta be my favorite sound. And I know it involves sound, but yeah, music is passion too. There we go. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, like a dog whistle. You don't like that? No. Can you hear it? Yeah. Really? Well, those are supposed to be like okay, high but enough not like pitch. A, like not like an actual dog whistle necessarily, but okay. like uh, like that or like something really loud, like a fire alarm. Okay, fire alarms. Oh yeah, no yeah. yeah. Not, okay. Not about that. All right. Good to know. I won't be blowing my dog whistle during a fire alarm around you. <laughs> Next question, what's your dream job or occupation? Uh, um, I think a job, I'll try to be more specific, but a job in sports marketing is my ideal job. And I'm, I'm not sure hundred percent what that would look like necessarily. Like if I would want to be like a, a minor, like a, a low level team and just be able to be around that or a really high level team. Cause you know, with high, more high level teams, you're going to have more responsibility and yeah. like you have a lot online, but you're also getting paid more. So I haven't found that trade off yet of kind of what I want to do, but I think I think when I'm around sports, I'm a happy person and I like, I strive because especially if I get to be in a baseball one, I, I know like quite a bit and I would strive in that environment. So to answer your question, I guess it would be a sports marketing job in baseball. Okay. Of some format. And then what's your nightmare job? Like a job that you would just hate to do. You'd not want to do. That would suck. Man. It's not fun. I think it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I think uh, I think cleaning a cleaning job for the rest of your life would be um, like a maid service or yeah. like house cleaner. Yes. Okay. I think that would be a, a not so fun job. Do you not enjoy vacuuming? Um, I wouldn't say like I enjoy it. No. Okay. I don't think it's a burden. Like, it's like, oh, go back to your room. Like, no, please, no. Like, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not that hard if, if it's not a big area, but. If that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's and like, gotta be a bummer. Like. And you gotta do it well yeah. if that's your job. And like, I, I, you know, I work at the UREC. Yeah. So I clean, but it's an hour, not the rest of your life. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I just already, like. I, you know, I like the UREC and an hour is really not that bad. Yeah. But I think like extending that into an all day thing, I don't know if it'd be very fun for some people it might be because it's like very, 
like cleansing to like clean a room or to like organize stuff or to make everything spotless. Not, I'm down for those, you know, people that like to do that, but yeah, I don't know if I could find myself doing that. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Ninth question. What's your favorite swear word? <laughs> um, well, when I would go with my favorite swear word, I'd go with like the one I most commonly use. The, usually that's what people would say. Yeah. Yeah. So shit. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That, that can be thrown into like soup, um, a lot of, a lot of senses. Yeah. You know, and it's so. a pretty like low, low tier swear word. Like, yeah, it's not like shit's an acronym. Did you know that yeah. it was an acronym? Oh really? Yeah. It was used during the 16, 1700, I actually know 17 to 1800s where there were steamboats on the Mississippi river. Mm-hmm. And during that time, there were a lot of, um, steamboats that were storing manure in there. Um, and so if they put the manure, the cow manure down below deck, um, the gases would actually build up mm-hmm. and the methane gas. And what would happen is it would make its way into the engine room. It would catch a spark and the whole thing would blow, blow up. up yeah. And so what they used to do was they put the cow manure in boxes and they put shit on it. And the acronym <laughs> was called it stood for stow high in transit because you needed to stow it either at the top of the ship or anywhere that's not besides the end that's besides the engine room yeah um i love that little tidbit of information it's a little history thing um so yeah you you, knew where cuss words came from now you do yeah well that one specifically i I, I don't know about all the others but true shit yeah. That's where that comes from. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that cuss word. Okay. Good choice. Thank you. I probably won't have to bubble buoy it. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Less work for me. Yeah, <laughs> right? Less editing. <sighs> yeah. I don't... I, I think I might just click the explicit button on all the episodes from now on. Yeah, just, just to be safe. <laughs> just. Or just because I don't want to edit it out True. with the bubble buoy. Yeah. But I'll that throw a couple funny, in. That is funny, though. You do like when it? When I listen, I bubble buoy. It's just like... <laughs> That's funny. It adds yeah. a little bit of mysteriousness. Like, oh, what did they yeah, say? Did he, yeah, exactly, right? Like, <laughs> coming back for more. Yeah. All right. Tenth question. You ready? Okay. That's not the question. Okay. All right. This is it. When you get to heaven, mm-hmm. what do you want God to say to you, first thing? Wow. Well, that's an extremely difficult question, I feel like. But a good one because I'd want to I want to answer that for sure. But I think uh, some I strive in life in general is to make people proud. So you know, obviously, I think that's got to be something that when I get to the the gates of heaven is you know admitting to your faults and stuff. But, but just being able to, to go to heaven and be like, you know, God, are you proud of who I was, who I became, who, you know, the relationships I built with people, like that's important. So I don't know, man, it always comes down to like, I just want people to be proud of me sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, just making him proud would be the ultimate thing. 
So, do you think with the decisions that you've made, um, that God would be proud if you were to die right now? Um, I do. I mean, I think I've, yeah, I think definitely in the last year when I came to Christ and all that, like a hundred percent, but, and that's, the I key. think, I think there's a hundred percent room for improvement. Well, yeah, just day. for like morally and yeah. stuff, but I mean, you're already in that repenting process of changing yeah. your life. Yeah. It's not going to be day and night and we're never going to be done. No, there's nothing that we can do to meet all those expectations that all the non-believers think is holding us to the ground. Yeah. But God just wants our hearts. Yeah. But I think, the and way he that, has yours. Yeah, that's true. And I know he's, he's always loving his children and, and all that. And I know like proud's a term, but I don't know. I think of it just like as more of a motivation for me, like, is he going to be proud of me when I get there? Yeah. And that just makes me, you know, want to do better, spread spread more of his word in the gospel and to more people as much as I can. But So if he came up to you and you <laughs> went up there and he specifically said, Dawson, your life was legendary. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be like... Respect yeah. and dap them up. Yeah, right, right there. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that that's a great question because there's so many things to think about of like what you would want um, when you get there. But yeah, that's just something that came to mind. It's just, <clears throat> just making, making him proud of awesome. what I do in my life. Yeah. There we go. I'm excited to see your journey, man. Yeah, me too. 11th question. Okay. First episode of Sink or Swim that you've ever been on. How do you yeah. think it went? Uh, better than I imagined. Really? Yeah. I thought I would have froze a little bit more, you know, but. You're so smooth with it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I've learned about myself that I'm like, I just like to just, I'll be able to just talk. Yeah, just rattle on. But, but like, as you could tell, when, when I'd be given a question. You know, I want to go to multiple answers. You know, I'm a multiple choice. I'm not. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to pick one. Yeah. And so I'll get like sidetracked and go too long. But I, I was just worried I'd freeze and just think too hard. But hmm. I think I let it kind of flow. So awesome. honestly, better than I thought. There we go, man. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. For thanks you. for having me. Man. Yeah, thanks for being on. Um, and I'm gonna do the outro, but I'm also gonna tack on something additional uh at the end so let's uh let's do this thing real quick i'll do outro new thing finish so since we're in the outro thank you everyone for listening uh always grateful always grateful if you're a friend that's listening or a family member you are also a friend uh thank you we appreciate you thanks for listening to dawson um Shout out his Instagram uh, if he wants to, or snap, I don't know, your phone yeah, number, right. social security, whatever. <laughs> uh, my, my Insta is at uh, DawsonW02. But yeah, thanks guys for, for being here. And Boom. Go check out Schwen. Keep Keep listening to this podcast. He loves making these, I know. I mean, I love hearing the people's stories. The conversations that come out of it, it's, it's nice. Yeah. 
and really going to try to take a new turn this year. Uh, going to do a lot of like solo stuff too and just like explain like how life's going and try to speak a lot more on yeah. faith. Because okay. I feel like given this platform, if I'm able to do that, then yeah, I just love Christ way too much not to do that. Yeah, um, yeah he, he's, he's my identity. But anyways, thank you, friends, for watching. If you're a fan, if you don't know who I am, if you found this podcast and were super confused, if you don't speak the same language as I do, then uh, lo siento, if you speak Spanish, that means I'm sorry. Uh, but... Hey, if you're a fan, consider yourself a friend. Un amigo. Conmigo. Um, So thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, Dawson, thanks for being on. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, before we completely do the the deal, um, let me pray for you to finish it out. All right. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to get into a podcast with my brother Dawson um you are just so amazing Lord in the way that you can weave your way into other people's lives and how you are the perfect planner God um thank you for guiding us in our failures that we seek you joyfully during those trials that we are able to go after you and you you provide for us Lord you give us comfort and that through the testing of our faith the testing that we deal with every single day while we persevere that produces strength and maturity Lord thank you so much Um, thank you for Dawson for having him be on uh, for the amazing guy that he is becoming that you are shaping him into Uh, thank you for allowing him to be friends with me Um, and most importantly thank you for his dedication to you Lord Um, I I love seeing him grow on the field off the field and I can't wait to see what you have planned for him God so blessings upon Dawson and his family Lord Um, but yeah God thank you so much for this opportunity we will continue to glorify you through sink or swim in Jesus name amen alright I'm Jackson I'm Dawson and this has been sink or swim we'll see you next time sink or swim nation peace